Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Saturday, August 29th, 2020. Fair warning, everyone, Francis has had a lot of time on his hands lately, and that means he's ready to publish a new encyclical letter. And the topic of that encyclical will be human fraternity. That is what Mr. Domenico Pompili said the other day, and he is the Novus Ordo Bishop of the Italian Diocese of Rieti. The Vatican has not yet confirmed that, but it's highly unlikely that Pompili would say that and it not be true. Besides, Francis hasn't published an encyclical for five years. The last one was Laudato Si on the worship of the environment, basically. So yeah, Francis is due for another encyclical, and human fraternity is totally his thing. If you remember, last year he assigned the big declaration on human fraternity with a Muslim imam in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. That was that blasphemous document that stated the following, quote, the pluralism and the diversity of religions, color, sex, race, and language are willed by God in his wisdom through which he created human beings. This divine wisdom is the source from which the right to freedom of belief and the freedom to be different derives, unquote. That is blasphemy and apostasy. We've gone over this before, so... I won't belabor the point. So, if Francis is going to write an encyclical on human fraternity, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to hear more stuff like that, okay? And he's probably going to try to provide a theological foundation uh, for this apostasy in that encyclical. So, I think it's going to be a doozy. In fact, I expect it's going to be filled with Masonic naturalism, And uh, my guess is he's going to argue uh, for that with a bunch of half-truths and out-of-context quotes from Scripture and the Church Fathers, plus plenty of in-context quotes from Vatican II and the post-conciliar magisterium. So we can expect that that encyclical will be another milestone advancing the Novus Ordo apostasy. And unlike the Abu Dhabi Declaration, the encyclical will definitely be part of the Novus Ordo Magisterium. Though that won't matter to the recognize and resist trads, of course, because their position isn't based on evidence. It's based on what they want to be the case. So they want Francis to be the Pope. So at this point, you know, he could define a heresy, ex cathedra, and they, they, they would say that it doesn't matter because it's not ex cathedra if it's wrong, right? And that's pretty much where they're at at this point uh, theologically. Well, because, look, that's basically what a canonization is, right? If you look at the formula of canonization, it's clear that that's infallible language. And what do the semi-trads do? They simply say... That that doesn't matter because whatever, the, the, the process is flawed. Unbelievable. 
Anyway, there's uh, lots more to cover in this podcast. Francis has recently noted the following, and you may want to sit down for this one. Uh, And if you're driving, consider pulling over just to be safe, okay? Because this is going to be, this is going to blow your mind, okay? Francis has pointed out to a nun that God did not go to seminary and did not study theology. I know, that's quite a revelation. But yes, he did say that. He wrote that in a recent letter to a Novosordo nun who built a housing complex for men who cross-dress and pretend they're women. And Francis commended her for her work and said, quote, God, who did not go to the seminary or study theology, will repay you abundantly, unquote. And if you want more information on that, you can find it in our blog post of August 18th, 2020, entitled, Francis Praises None for Building Homes for Transgenders. Now, speaking of so-called transgenders or transsexuals, Remember how Francis' exhortation Amoris Laetitia recommended accompaniment of all those in an irregular situation? Yeah, well, in his native Argentina, some logical chickens are now coming home to roost. The following headline from Crux gives you a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about. Transgender woman's role at mass stirs controversy in Argentina. Let me quote from that article written by journalist Ines San Martin. Quote, Marking an historical first in Pope Francis' home country, the Diocese of San Luis in northern Argentina invited a transgender woman Tuesday to read one of the prayer intentions at a public mass celebrated by the local bishop. Unquote. Yeah, don't you hate it when that happens? I think I already know how they're going to resolve their ongoing debate about women priests. Talk about an irregular situation. Now, the Novus Ordo bishop there did not know about this beforehand. But he has no problem with that in principle, the article says. His only concern was that this was... Too big a step too soon for this conservative diocese, which he took over just a few weeks ago. Folks, can you imagine how the Vatican II Church will look in 25 years from now? If God doesn't put an end to it before then, that is. All right, moving on to a novel sort of priest by the name of William Grimm. Fair warning, he is a Mary Knoll missionary in Tokyo. And uh, on August 24th, he published an article entitled, They're nice to have, but we don't need churches. Well, you know, it's true that, strictly speaking, Catholics don't absolutely need churches. Certainly the earliest Christians didn't have any, and... Neither did those who lived in countries where Catholicism was forbidden. It's still wrong, though, to argue or to give the impression that churches are just a kind of nice-to-have luxury add-on. 
Here's what Grimm writes, quote, Buildings, Sunday gatherings, public prayers and hymns are the accompaniments of religion, but not the essence of Christianity. Christianity is not a religion. It has religious trimmings, but its most basic reality is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The religious trappings aid our commitment to and celebration of that relationship, but are not the relationship. Unquote. That is complete Protestantism. For Protestants, it's all about the personal relationship, and going to church is a way to nourish that relationship, to celebrate it, to express it. And the purpose of liturgy, according to Protestantism, is to serve as a kind of spiritual pick-me-up. Right? That's Protestantism. The Catholic understanding of liturgy is completely different. The Holy Mass isn't simply a Sunday gathering with prayers and hymns. It's a mystical reenactment of Calvary, the sacrifice of the cross. Here, let me quote a little bit from the Dictionary of Dogmatic Theology, published in 1951, under the entry for liturgy. Quote, the official worship the church renders to God, or, to describe it more extensively, the complexes of the acts by which the church, in union with Christ her head, and externally represented by his ministers, offers to God the homage of adoration and of praise, and communicates to souls the divine gifts of grace." Unquote. There's a lot more there, of course, but uh, that's all I'm going to quote. So that is the Dictionary of Dogmatic Theology, uh, edited by uh, Pietro Parente and others. Christianity is not a religion, Grimm said. Now, where have I heard that before? Oh, yeah, from Pope Francis. Well, he didn't say the exact same thing, but what he said was close enough. While visiting Morocco last year, he said the following in an address on March 31st, 2019, quote, Being a Christian is not about adhering to a doctrine or a temple or an ethnic group. Being Christian is about an encounter, an encounter with Jesus Christ, unquote. Yeah, for the Novus Ordo modernists, everything is always an encounter. An encounter, you see, is essentially an experience, and so it's a thoroughly subjective thing. That's why they love it so much. It's mysterious. It's vague. It's not cut and dried. It's, it's not something you can easily define. It leaves room for interpretation. It doesn't follow rules, and so on. Now, obviously, to be a Catholic, to be a Christian you must have a real relationship with our blessed Lord. But a relationship alone is not enough either. We must be devoted to Christ. We must pick up our cross daily and follow him, not just in word, but in deed. We must belong to his holy Catholic church, his mystical body. We must adhere to and profess the true faith which he has revealed. We must be baptized and supernaturally contrite for our sins, if we want to be saved, and so forth. The problem with these modernists is always that at the end of the day, 
they simply do not believe. They do not believe in Catholicism. That's what it ultimately boils down to. And no one is a better example of it than the Frankster himself. On August 25th, he tweeted the following, quote, The root of every spiritual error is believing ourselves to be righteous. To consider ourselves righteous is to leave God, the only righteous one, out in the cold, unquote. Now, at first sight, that just sounds so humble, right? But there's really nothing humble about it. Under the guise of denouncing self-righteousness, Francis is actually teaching Lutheranism because he says that God is the only righteous one. Well, it's true that all righteousness has its source in God, of course, but the whole point of Christ's redemption was to communicate God's righteousness to souls through sanctifying grace. And that grace truly and really makes a soul righteous, makes it holy, puts it in friendship with God. It does not merely cover up sin. And we can find that directly in sacred scripture. For instance, in, in uh, Matthew five twenty, our Lord says, For I tell you that unless your justice abound more than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Our justice has to abound, and it has to abound more than that of the hypocrites. And uh, in Luke chapter 18, verse 14, our Lord says about the penitent publican, whom he contrasts with the self-righteous Pharisee, I say to you, this man went down into his house justified rather than the other. Justified. He was actually justified. There must be real charity in our souls that is sanctifying grace to be saved. And that grace comes from God and was merited for us by Christ in his sacred passion. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who taketh away the sin of the world, St. John the Baptist said about, about our blessed Lord in John 1, 29. See, Christ actually takes away sin. He doesn't just cover it up, as Protestants believe. And so Francis is wrong when he says, as he does at least implicitly, that we can never be righteous because God alone is righteous. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to announce that the Novus Ordo bishops of the United States have rediscovered the power of fasting. They've apparently finally had enough. After decades of standing idly by as the nation was overcome by a deluge of heresy, abortion, indifferentism, pornography, divorce and adultery, murder, human trafficking, outright Satanism in schools, homosexuality, and attempts to pervert marriage, the American Novus Ordo bishops are now going for the jugular. As the English-language edition of Vatican News reported yesterday, the Novus Ordo bishops have now called upon American Catholics to make August 28th or September 9th 
a day of prayer and fasting against racism. Tradcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org slash donate.